Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of V Brown Bag. Uh, very excited tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor, otherwise known as VLC, with, uh, with Heath Johnson and friends. Um, before we get into that, let's do a couple of show notes. Make sure that we uh, all get in on the conversation. If you at V Brown Bag or on Twitter, hashtag V Brown Bag, um, I will be paying attention and we will be answering your questions in the live studio audience by way of the attendees Q&A panel. So if you're in there, hello. Um, we've, we've actually got a couple of folks that are going to be helping with the Q&A tonight. So my job is significantly easier. Um, but... Uh, for our guest this evening, like I said, we have Heath Johnson. Hey, Heath, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We are doing wonderful. Thank you, sir. Um, you can follow him at, at Heath, B-A-R-J. Um, I am Chris Williams. You can, you can find me at Mistwire. Um, and with that, why don't I get you a screen share, Mr. Heath? The floor is yours, sir. All right, should be able to see it. We can see your screen. Awesome. All right, so let's get started. So, thanks for uh, joining everybody. Looks like we got a nice uh, audience already, mm. and uh, we'll dive straight into this. So, uh, with me tonight, I've got uh, Kevin T. Bear and uh, Tom Stevens, both part of my team, um, and both very much experts on the VLC. So, uh, if you as you've got questions, you type in them in. Um, I'll defer to them for some stuff and I'll be able to be able to answer a bunch of stuff, but I'm going to dive deep into the VLC for as much time as we have tonight and try and get uh, everything covered as deep as possible um, because this, this is a pretty broad topic and, and a lot of people enjoy it. So we'll dive into what is the VLC, um, talk about the different lab layers, how this all works, so how, what hardware you need. I got some, uh, I got a little bit of a demo I recorded this afternoon, and then we'll talk about how to get the bits and get everything set up. So uh, without that, let's dive right in. Just kind of a high level overview to start. So what is the VLC? So this is the VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor. So this is built on a PowerShell script um, using PowerCLI and other components uh, to configure a fully nested lab environment running VMware Cloud Foundation. So when we talk about, I mean, we're gonna assume uh, for the most of this episode that you already know what Cloud Foundation is. Uh, Kevin and I have two other V Brown Bank episodes where we dove into uh, some fundamentals of what Cloud Foundation is and what's new in the latest versions. Um, but this is helping you build a home lab. So take everything from Cloud Foundation and put it on a single nested ESXi host and deploy the entire software stack on that single ESXi host. Um, it's nice, it's open source code. We, we have it, uh, it's not locked down, so you can see and edit things within the uh, open source code. And then um, this fully imports and configures the Cloud Builder appliance. And then on top of that, uh, it also configures all the different infrastructure services that are prerequisites required for VMware Cloud Foundation. So this embeds DNS, NTP, DHCP, um, and BGP uh, was recently added with Cloud Foundation 4 so that you can stand everything up fully automated uh, inside your lab environment. Uh, so diving in a little bit more on the high level overview, how does this work, right? So here we've got a picture on the right of your Windows jump host that's built inside your lab. This could be a physical host or a virtual host. I think most everybody that does this uses a VMware uh, virtual machine. Uh, and we create two NICs as it shows on here. One NIC connected to your local LAN so you can access it from your laptop or uh, home PC. And then another NIC connected to the port group uh, where we're going to start building this nested lab and connecting it to the port group that has the security requirements that we have defined within the documentation. So we need uh, promiscuous mode accept, uh, allow forge transmits it to accept and allow MAC address changes to accept. We're going to build all this on uh, a single physical host or multiple uh, physical hosts, depends upon what you've got for your lab environment. Um, and then from there, we're going to start building out what we call layer two. And so this is going to start building out 
the components that Cloud Foundation starts to run on top of. So when we build Cloud Foundation, we need at a minimum four ESXi hosts. So we're going to nest four ESXi hosts on top of your layer one physical host and start creating the distributed switch and port groups and everything necessary so that we can continue the installation of layer three where we install the vCenter, the platform services controller is now embedded in the vCenter, the SDDC manager, the NSX components, uh, the Realize components, anything else that comes along with VMware Cloud Foundation. And so this is kind of the, the uh, layer cake that we build with automation to deploy the entire software stack of VMware Cloud Foundation in a nested lab environment. So to get started on deploying this, uh, I want to dive deep into the prerequisites as much as possible here uh, so that everybody has a good understanding of how this works and what you need to get it set up. This is usually the spot where most people, when they first dive into doing the VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor, this is where you get hung up most of the time. So for minimum hardware, we're looking for two sockets, six cores apiece, um, a minimum of 128 gigs of RAM and 800 gigs of SSD disk. Uh, we do say SSD because if you're using spinning disk, it just cannot handle the IOPS to deploy all this infrastructure in a nested environment. Um, screenshots that I've got here below are the two I have running in my home lab. So I've got a, a HP DL380 Gen 8 that's got uh, two sockets in it. I, that one's got 384 gigs of RAM in it. Yep. And then the Dell's got 256 gigs of RAM in it. So I can run two instances of this, or I can uh, use the what we'll call the expansion pack. And I'll dive into the expansion pack a little bit later uh, and actually create additional workload domains inside uh, my Cloud Foundation nested environment. So to get started, we're going to dive into setting up the ESXi host. So like we talked about, we need a physical host to run everything on. Uh, and for a minimum, we just need one to get started. Uh, running ESXi 6.7 or better. Um, I was talking to Kevin and Tom today. I think Tom is running uh, ESXi 7 in his lab, and this works. I have not tested it myself, but uh, so it does work with the latest version of ESX. Uh, minimum 120 gigs RAM, 800 gigs SSD. And this is kind of the fine line of the minimum that we've seen from people uh, that have tried this in their environment is, is hitting these minimum requirements. Any less than this, then we uh, typically won't be able to get everything installed and working in your environment. Uh, so we need to be able to configure the ESXi host in one of these four different configurations. Uh, and this comes up every once in a while. So there's a theme here when you look at this. So we either need a standalone ESXi host, no vCenter using a standard switch, an ESXi with the vCenter using a standard switch, or uh, ESXi host in a cluster using a distributed switch, or multiple ESXi hosts in a vSAN cluster using a distributed switch. And so you can kind of see what we're looking for if you are in a cluster configuration we are looking for a distributed switch. If you are not in a cluster configuration, um, we are looking for the standard switch. And this is kind of the logic that the script uses when it comes to figuring out uh, what kind of switch you have. And the, the reason why that is, is because there are two different types of code to uh, engage the, uh, the, the uh, switch. So the, the PowerShell code for this is uh, the queries that work for this are slightly different. And so these are the different configurations that we're looking for specifically when setting up um, this nested layering. Um, and then I do have a note here. So if, uh, if you're running a vSAN cluster, you need to run this ESX uh, CLI command so that we can actually run fake SCSI reservations. Um, if you do a little Googling on this, I think it'll take you out to William Lamb's blog and explains why you need this. But we're uh, to do this, we're going to be running, uh, if you're running vSAN on physical, we're also running uh, vSAN nested. And so to run vSAN on vSAN, uh, you need to run these commands uh, so that uh, vSAN does not go crazy. All right, so then next on the prerequisite list, uh, so for those ESXi hosts and those distributed switches, 
Uh, we'll start at the switch layer. We are looking for, especially in this latest version, we need VMware Cloud Foundation 4 to have the, the MTU set to 9,000. Uh, 8940 would work as well, but we're typically looking for 9,000. This is what I think most of our labs are uh, on our team here. Uh, so we're setting this to 9,000. This helps us get set up for being able to deploy vSphere with Kubernetes in the environment because we're going to start leveraging uh, BGP and all the NSX uh, overlay networks, which require that higher uh, maximum transmission unit in the environment. So let's make sure that we've got the ESXi host, the switch set to an MTU of 9,000. And then for the port group, uh, we're looking for a trunk. So we've got the VLAN configuration here set up for VLAN trunking for this port group so that we can set up multiple VLANs. And this is necessary for setting up the NSX edge overlay networks for what we call application virtual networks um, or doing the NSX edge configuration required for vSphere with Kubernetes. And so uh, we're looking for VLANs and the best way to set this up is to enable VLAN trunking on the port group that we're gonna use to build this nested lab configuration. And then from there, the next setting within that port group we're looking for, we have to have these three security settings enabled. These are all disabled by default uh, within vSphere, uh, but we need them all set to accept and enabled so that we can see all the traffic in the environment and it's not being locked out. All right, so then we're gonna move on to the prerequisites for the jump host. So we're looking for a Windows-based jump host that will, uh, most, most of the people that are running this are running the ESXi, running it on the ESXi host as a virtual machine. Needs to be Windows 2010, 2012, or Windows 10 uh, desktop 2012 or 2016 server also work. Uh, older versions are not supported. I've seen some people miss this in the documentation and try and load uh, Windows 7 and that does not have the right version of PowerShell or be able to install the right versions of the .NET framework uh, to get this to work. So we need uh, Windows 10, 2012, or 2016. PowerShell 5.1, we're looking for PowerCLI uh, module installed. Um, and that's a VMware plugin for PowerShell for uh, 11.3 or greater. We need the OVF tool, which is uh, allows us to deploy the uh, OVA file for the Cloud Builder appliance for VMware Cloud Foundation. And so that needs to be the 4.3 or newer uh, version of that. And it also needs to be the 64-bit uh, installation, not the 32-bit installation. Uh, the pathing that we're looking for is very specific on that. So we're looking for the default installation path of the OVF tool as well. From there, we need the .NET framework. Um, VMX Net 3 NICs on the jump host, uh, though I, when I was poking around today, I realized that some of mine are E1000s on my VMs and they seem to work just fine. Um, and then we also need to point the DNS for the jump host at the Cloud Builder virtual machine first. Uh, so you could point your other DNS that you might have within your lab environment as a secondary but we need the first DNS that it's gonna try and uh, look up DNS entries as we're gonna point it to the Cloud Builder appliance and I give a sample IP and we'll see a little bit of this uh, as we get into the demo of uh, where that IP comes from. So when we're building out the network, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the application virtual networks and deploying this NSX edge environment with overlay networks and everything. This is a map showing everything that gets deployed from a networking perspective inside the nested environment. And uh, so it gets pretty complex pretty quick, but we're gonna end up deploying this NSX Edge cluster. And you can see here's this Cloud Builder appliance. This is something that we do that is very, very unique to VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor. By default, if you don't download Cloud Builder, um, None of these services are built into it at all. This is all done by the VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor. Uh, if you take a look at the PowerShell code, 
uh, Ben, who is the main, the, the, the author of how this, this software works, he's injected these services into the Cloud Builder appliance. So he's enabling DNS, DHCP, NTP, um, and BGP services so that this can become the main uh, service for all these different prerequisites that are normally required as external prerequisites for Cloud Foundation. And so he's injected all these services in there and we gather all the different IPs necessary from the JSON configuration file that we include with the VLC for how to get this all stood up. Uh, so this is kind of shows a high level view of uh, all the different IPs and how everything gets networked together. Uh, and then you can also see in here, we're using VLAN 10 as the default VLAN in this latest version of VMware Cloud Foundation for the VLC version four for the management network, for the vSAN and vMotion networks. In the past, we've been using the default VLAN zero, but now we're, we have the, at least the default JSON configuration file for the VLC set up to use VLAN 10. And then to enable uh, vSphere the Kubernetes or application virtual networks, the AVNs, those require this edge cluster to get stood up. And in order to stand up an edge cluster, you have to have different VLANs so we've got VLAN 11, 12, and 13 all stood up here to support this edge cluster. And that's a requirement from NSX that you cannot share that VLAN 10 with this edge cluster. Um, so when you set up your jump host, there are three different ways that I could think of this afternoon when I was making this PowerPoint deck of how to hook your jump host into this uh, lab environment, right? So how do you get onto VLAN 10 and get to the management network so that you can connect to the vCenter, the SCDC manager, um, and the NSX manager components, and even the SXI host, and, and be able to get into this environment from your Windows jump host. So uh, the first method that we've got here is actually configuring the second NIC on, let's go back, configuring the second NIC on your uh, Windows jump host and configuring the VLAN ID and actually tagging the VLAN on the NIC itself and then connecting that to that trunked port group. Um, that will get you on the right subnet and get the VLAN tagging set so that you will have access to that subnet. The next method is actually setting up another port group and doing VLAN tagging on that port group. So we've got the trunked port group for uh, the Cloud Builder appliance, and then another VLAN port group for, for uh, VLAN 10. And this will tag this NIC uh, traffic that's coming in as VLAN 10. And actually within the, this uh, virtual, the VSS or the distributed switch, it will actually tag it and get it into, so that it can speak to the SCDC manager or the vCenter, whatever you're trying to talk to at that point in time. So this is another method for being able to tag VLAN 10 and get on there. Um, and the uh, standard switch or the distributed switch will take care of making sure it's tagged and getting traffic in and out of there for you. This is one of the methods that I use in my environment. I don't use the VLAN tagging inside Windows. I use uh, this VLAN tagging on the port group itself. Um, and then I also, depending upon how I set up my lab, I also use method three here. Um, so I know several other people. I know Tom has a router. I have a router as well that's installed in software. This runs on another ESXi host I have in my environment. Um, and so you can also set up a router with the proper VLAN tags to actually get to uh, not only VLAN 10, but to put a leg on it for all these other VLANs if you want to, um, so that you can get to VLAN 10, 11, and 12 and actually do some troubleshooting on the edges or anything else like that um, to get into the environment. So uh, it's a, if you've not messed with a router before, we've got uh, some people that are experienced with setting up Voios or some of the other uh, free or open source routers out there available. Um, I've got just a Debian Linux uh, server virtual machine that acts as a router itself uh, set up to do this. And so then you can just have one NIC attached to your local LAN and have uh, the gateway for that going to this router and let it route traffic to those networks for you. Um, and that's a real nice clean way to set it up inside the environment. 
So how do we get the software bit? So this is kind of one of the prerequisites. You want to download the software for not only VLC, which I'll have a link for uh, at the towards the end of the slides here, uh, but also how do you get the bits for VMware Cloud Foundation? So there are three ways to get the software bits for VMware Cloud Foundation. Uh, the first one being the VMUG Advantage eval experience. And so uh, the graphic on the right here just kind of shows some of the value behind uh, purchasing the VMware or the VMUG Advantage eval experience. It gets you access to 365 day evaluation licenses for all the software or a lot of the software that VMware uh, sells. And so this gets you nice lab environment license keys for your environment and also gives you a portal to go download the software bits. Um, the next one uh, is to become a expert. So if you are able to uh, sign up and, and uh, submit for the VExpert community, experts also get uh, software license keys and a special portal for downloading software. And then uh, VMware Cloud Foundation customers themselves, of course, can also get the software bits. Um, and then, so if you're looking at different ways, trying to figure out how to get VMware Cloud Foundation, uh, if you don't have access to the software bits, I would recommend definitely going with the eval or the VMUG eval experience. Um, we actually have our own discount code. So I reached out to the, uh, to Brad Tompkins, the VMUG CEO, and he helped us get a discount code for the VLC. So if that's something you're interested in, when you uh, go to their site to purchase the VMUG Advantage eval experience and use the discount code VLC, uh, it will get you 10% off the purchase of VMUG Advantage so that you can get access to the software bits for VMware Cloud Foundation. Uh, the next step would be to get the VM or the VLC software bits. And like I said, I'll have a link at the end um, and for how to download this. When you download the VLC software bits, um, it will come in a zip file. It's a single zip file and it will contain all the stuff you see here on the right-hand side of the screen for all these different JSON files, um, a few RPM files, and then you'll also see the VLC uh, GUI. This is the PowerShell script that runs everything. Um, and then in addition to it, you also have to separately download the Cloud Foundation uh, Builder software bundle. And this is gonna be coming through either the VMUG Advantage that we talked about or the VExpert community or just off the My VMware portal if you're a paid customer. Um, once you download all those uh, pieces of software, we recommend building a local attached disk in a folder where you can uh, store all this, like uh, SQL and VLC. Here in my lab, I've got uh, an E drive that's a direct attached drive. Um, and then I got all the different folders for the different versions that I'm running at that point in time. And we'll extract the VLC software bits and the OVA for the Cloud Foundation or the Cloud Builder Appliance and download and extract all those things. We've got some other additional so software that we'd recommend on your jump host as well. So uh, I use Putty and Notepad++ and WinSCP, all different tools for editing the JSON files, SSH into the different appliances uh, that we're gonna stand up and then using WinSCP for doing file transfers into some of those Linux appliances. Um, so when we're looking at building this out and you extract all these files, uh, the next piece would be setting up the license keys inside uh, of the environment. So when we build the VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor, we're gonna start out using uh, one of these automated with or without uh, AVN, kind of your choice on how you wanna set up the network uh, within the Cloud Foundation Lab. And this yeah, JSON file is a full configuration of how the lab is going to be built. Um, but inside this file, we need you to change uh, a few things, and it is specifically the license key. So inside the quotes, we need you to remove the insert ESXi license key uh, text here and the arrows and actually put in your license keys that you get from VMUG Advantage or from the, the expert community and get this all set up inside your environment. 
Uh, so these are the only things you need to change inside the JSON file. Otherwise, everything in here, IPs and all, is already pre-configured and ready to go so that you can deploy this without having to change anything else in your lab environment. So then once you've got all those different prerequisites set up, we're ready to move on to how do you deploy the management domain within the environment. So on your Windows jump host, you've got everything configured. On your uh, single ESXi host, you've got all the different prerequisites that we talked about all set up. Uh, from there, we're gonna deploy and launch the VLC software, right? So this is a PowerShell based uh, piece of software. So we're gonna execute that uh, PowerShell script and this user interface will start up. Uh, and then from there, we're going to build this nested sandbox. So once we uh, click through the user interface, uh, the VLC will um, begin to build this entire nested sandbox on top of or inside that single ESXi host. And to do that, what it's gonna do is gonna deploy this Cloud Builder appliance and deploy all the different prerequisite services inside it that we talked about, DNS, DHCP, NTP, and BGP. They're all gonna get configured. And then from there, that Cloud Builder appliance is gonna create four ESXi hosts in, nested inside that single physical host. And then from there, it's going to deploy that layer three, what we talked about real early on, where it's gonna deploy the uh, the vCenter appliance and configure the four ESXi hosts into a vSAN cluster, configure the distributed switches, deploy NSX uh, and configure that and also deploy the SDDC manager and create this management domain. So this is kind of the flow for how the VLC configures everything in this nested sandbox. All right, so that's kind of the high level overview. Uh, how are we on questions? I don't see any in the Q&A at this point in time. Does anybody have any questions? Wait, you haven't seen all these questions? <laughs> yeah. There has been- I have some, been very busy. <laughs> yes, there, there has been a massive flurry of, of Q&A back and forth um, uh, between, between uh, uh, Graham and Kevin and, and uh, it, it's, it's been fantastic. Um, kudos, kudos to the team that has come tonight because you brought your A game. <laughs> um, Kevin, did you, did you want to call out some of, the, some of the, the salient questions so that when in the recording, when people hear this, they'll, they'll get some of the, uh, the salient bits? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Heath, do you have a, a link to where to download? Uh, do I, I save okay. that to the end? See, I um, baited them. I put that up at the beginning, right in chat, so that way we could get some downloads. <laughs> I didn't want them right? to miss any of the slides or any of the details <laughs> that we're talking about. I'm like, I'm not giving you anything until the end. I'm pretty sure a couple of these guys have already got their labs being built right now. But yep. uh, so, uh, yeah, Heath will have the the link at the end here. But um, once you join, uh, it, it is a little sometimes a little bit tricky to get into the VLC Slack. We have a whole Slack community uh, that we built with, I think, over 500 members now contributing to uh, the cause. Uh, so there is um, there is a link uh, to, you know, log in to, to Slack directly uh, if you need it. Uh, Tiny.cc slash get VLC Slack, and it's uh, capital V, capital L, capital C and uh, a capital S. Uh, and that will uh, direct you right to the, the sign up for uh, VLC Slack. Uh, standard considerations of uh, 128 gigs of memory uh, and also the VMUG advantage not having 4.0 in the subscription. Uh, I do have it as an action item to uh, follow up with uh, VMUG to be able to download 4.0. Although you should be able to uh, just put in the ESXi key, vCenter key, NSX key, uh, and uh, be able to uh, deploy anyway. Um, let me just take a quick look here. Uh, one question about PowerShell 7. Uh, Heath, I'm not sure if you've used PowerShell 7 yet or I have not. not. Yeah. Um, I say give it a go. If it doesn't work, uh, hit us up on Slack and 
we are always uh, keen to make improvements for that. And uh, let's see here, uh, 3.9 will be the version that you download following the, the link I provided in, in uh, chat. Um, if you join our public-beta channel on our Slack channel, or Slack workspace rather, uh, you'll be able to get the bits for 4.0 directly. Um, the reason is, is that uh, we wanted with a limited scope and try to uh, have the community give us some more testing platforms. Uh, given that it's all kind of uh, outside of our day job, uh, we don't always uh, are able to test every permutation of um, what is available. So, uh, Heath, if you had anything else to add on to that, if not, uh, I say you can continue on. All right, let's, uh, let's dive into the demo. So I recorded this this afternoon. So this is a simulated live demo. Um, so it, doing this to save time and so that we can get through seeing the entire process here uh, step by step. So in this uh, lab environment, let me take a step back here. So again, here's this eDrive where I've got the VLC beta and all those different configuration files on this Windows Server 2012 host. Um, so then I'm going to jump down here to my software and take a look at, this is my home lab. So I've got this HP host um, and we can see diving into it. I've got the jump host running on that, that uh, physical host. And we'll go into summary here. So here we can see I've got 384 gigs of RAM. We've got a couple sockets of uh, CPU in there as well. And so this is what we're going to deploy everything on. We'll take a look at the switches here. So here's the distributed port group that we talked about. Take a look at the settings on this. Uh, so again, VLAN trunking for this DPG management VLAN trunk that I set up. Security is set for accept on all three. And then we'll take a look at the distributed switch and go down to the settings for this. And we can go to the advanced tab and take a look at, we've got MTU set for 9,000 in the environment. So we've got all the prerequisites set and we can see there's nothing else except the jump host running on this uh, ESXi host. So we're gonna go back to the folder here where we've got the VLC PowerShell script and we're gonna launch the PowerShell script and get it kicked off. And so right away, it does a couple checks just to make sure that uh, your uh, Windows server is ready to go. Uh, from there, you get this really beautiful GUI interface where uh, we have these three gigantic buttons on the left here is where we'll start. So we have automated, manual, and expansion pack. We're gonna cover automated and expansion pack. Manual is once you've gotten real familiar with this, you're on your own. Um, and feel free to ask questions on VLC Slack, but um, this is configuring uh, all the DNS, NTP, DHCP, and BGP services on your own from your own lab. Um, so you, if you misconfigure any of those services, things could go sideways fairly quickly. Um, but uh, using the automated method, we configure everything for you. So it's as simple as pushing this button and we'll click on it. Um, and giving us a few different parameters to get this process started. So first one we're gonna kick off here is we're gonna select that JSON file that we talked about where we inserted the license keys that you've gotten from uh, whatever source you use for getting license keys. We'll open that JSON file. That's gonna pre-fill a good chunk of these and gray them out. You can see some of these fields you can fill in, some you cannot. Um, those fields that are grayed out are configured by that JSON file. Um, so it's, uh, it's grabbed the main VLAN uh, 10 here and all the rest of these different settings. You can see the password, all this got pulled in from that JSON configuration file. The next field that we can take a look at here is this external gateway. So what this does, and this is, uh, if I remember right, I think we have it coded as optional. I know that was the intention originally when Ben wrote this. Um, I think you can leave it blank if you don't want to, but if you want to have your lab to be able to connect to the internet, um, it needs to know how to get there. So what's the next hop out in your environment? Where is your router uh, so that it can get out um, to the internet? 
And so in my lab, it's the dot two interface. I've got that other extra software router configured so that I can get out. Uh, from there, we need to click on, hey, where is this Cloud Builder OVA? So we need this, this is the Cloud Foundation, VMware Cloud Foundation software bits, right? This is a 20 gig uh, OVA appliance that we're gonna select this and click open. Um, and then from here, um, there's a couple other additional settings here that you can also take a look at. You can add more ESXi hosts than the default four if you want to. Um, and then uh, this checkbox is a real nice handy feature from uh, some of the previous versions. You used to have to go download ESX that you're going to install for this separately. Um, ben figured out a real neat way to actually uh, open up the OVA appliance and extract the ESX that's embedded inside this OVA. Um, and so we extract it and put it in a folder uh, where you're launching VM or, or the VLC from. And so that checkbox, that's what that does, is it extracts the ESXi installation necessary for the nested hosts out of that OVA. From there, just need to configure your uh, physical lab access, right? So this is either your vCenter or your single ESXi host without a vCenter uh, and give it the, you know, credentials. So if it's a single host with no vCenter, you're going to use your root credentials. Otherwise, the the single sign-on credentials for your lab environment. One um, thing to point there. out here, Heath, is uh, yep. if they don't fill in or don't uh, complete some of the prereqs, um, it's actually going to give them the prompts here. Uh, so that way... Uh, if the cluster or the port group. Uh, so if the cluster is using vSAN and um, doesn't have uh, the SCSI no or no SCSI reservation set, it will actually give you a prompt to say that, hey, go and fix this before you continue. Uh, same thing on the networking side, uh, the port groups just won't show up if the, as you can see kind of in the background here, the allow promiscuous forge transmit MAC changes uh, isn't enabled specifically for that port group, uh, not at the distributed switch level or the switch level. So it does need to be set on that, on that port group specifically. Right, yep, stuff will turn red and you'll have different colors in here. You can see mine, it's connected and turned green um, because we've got all the prerequisites configured in the environment. So things will turn red in the code in the windows behind us will turn red when things go wrong um, and give you a clue as to what's going on that you need to change. So absolutely. So we'll scroll down and I'm going to grab that HP host that uh, I was uh, showing you guys earlier. And then we'll scroll down to the DPG management port group. And I've got this Sabre Rocket uh, NVMe storage that I'm going to put it on. Uh, from there, the do bring up checkbox is checked here by default. Um, and so what this does is actually leverages an API within the Cloud Builder appliance to actually do within Cloud Foundation what we call the bring up process. Um, so if you want to experience the bring up process, uncheck the box, follow the VMware documentation, and you can go through the process manually of uh, going through the bring up process. So you can see the user interface for that. Um, but if you just want to get a whole lab stood up quickly, uh, leave the do bring up checkbox checked, hit the validate button, and then you can see it's gone through and done as much pre-checking as we can uh, validate within the lab constructor here to make sure that everything's all set, ready to go. Um, and once it is, we'll hit the construct button and send this thing off. Uh, we're going to move the windows around here a little bit so you can see what's going on in the background, but we've already just started to deploy the Cloud Builder appliance, and it's uploading the OVA for that now, and it goes pretty quick in this recording. This normally takes about two and a half hours, and this is why I recorded it, to speed this whole process up. Uh, so there you can see it built the three or the four ESXi hosts, and it's kind of turning them on, turning them off, and configuring all the different settings for those four ESXi hosts. Uh, and then now it's uploading the ESXi uh, ISO image and going through the process of it actually laying the ESXi installation on top of those four hosts. And then once that's done, it starts kicking off and going through the bring up process using the API. And so as it goes along, you can see all the different logs that it kind of puts along and shows you where it's at in the process for 
uh, deploying everything. This took me two and a half hours this afternoon to deploy the entire nested lab uh, with the VLC. And so we can dive in and take a look here at the four ESXi host virtual machines that it deployed. And then we can also uh, go up to a new browser tab here and launch the SCDC manager. And you can see this is a fresh brand new login or of the uh, VMware Cloud Foundation environment. And we've got the whole management domain deployed here. We'll even go over to services and launch the vSphere client for this. And there we are. So there's the, the entire lab all deployed just from the base installation. Uh, it takes about two and a half hours to complete. Um, as long as you've got all the prerequisites met. So that covers the installation of just the management domain. And then anything else you want to sprinkle in there, we're going to, I've got next is uh, expansion pack, Kevin. All right, I'm going to assume you're either on mute or we're good to go. Uh, no, um, from, from my perspective, we're, I'm good to go. Uh, please, please continue. This is fantastic stuff. Sorry. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So expansion pack. So this is where things get really cool with the cloud foundation, right? So we've deployed that initial management domain, got everything stood up, created our first four vSAN or four node vSAN cluster nested all on one, uh, nested physical host, right? So we've gone through this whole process of deploying the Cloud Builder appliance and uh, doing, deploying the nested sandbox here for this. But the next part is, okay, what will, if I want to install more software? So now you can use that single physical host or even add more uh, physical ESXi hosts and actually install this in expansion pack. So to add more capacity to Cloud Foundation, you have to deploy more ESXi hosts and create uh, workload domains or scale out that management domain for more capacity. Uh, so when we have built into the VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor this big button called the Expansion Pack and it allows us to build more nested ESXi hosts so that you can deploy additional workload domains um, and then on those workload domains, you can deploy vSphere, Kubernetes, Horizon, HCX, the vRealize suite, uh, you name it. Uh, it's really up to you what you want to deploy within your lab environment. And so this makes it really easy to, to deploy more nodes within your environment. Um, so to get this done, uh, when you do the expansion pack, you're looking at these three different files. So. Uh, the first one I want to call out here is to add more hosts, we need DNS entries. And those DNS entries are stored in the Cloud Builder appliance. So before you deploy your entire lab, if you want to add more ESXi hosts, you need to open up this DNS entries file. Um, and I can jump over to my lab environment here. Actually show you this file. So you can see what it looks like. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, so I added the ESX 10, 11, and 12 into this DNS entries file. So that when you do that initial deployment of the entire management domain, uh, the Cloud Builder will read this file and uh, enter all these DNS entries. Um, if you have already deployed your VMware Cloud Foundation lab environment, you could either A, delete your entire lab and start over and uh, delete these and get these entries in there and launch it again two and a half hours later, you'll have everything preset for this. Or we do have in the manual instructions for how to go edit DNS in Linux inside that Cloud Builder appliance. Either option works. Um, it, this, is, this makes it really easy. If, so if you want to add stuff like the vRealize suite components or any of those, uh, think about doing and making modifications to this DNS entry so you have all those settings set before you deploy your, your entire management domain environment. Um, so then the next file would be the VLC uh, JSON file. So this is the file necessary to add more hosts, right? So we've got this one here comes with the VLC bundle when you download it. 
says add three big uh, hosts and we even have add three hosts. So just depends on how much RAM and CPU you want to give away on each of these hosts. Let me go back. Jump over to my lab environment. So the add three hosts, we'll take a look at this file. And you can see it's giving it the name, CPU, memory, the IP, and disks for all these different hosts, all in a JSON configuration file. Uh, and so these are all, again, pre-configured. So we got a big one and a smaller one, depending upon the size you might need for your lab environment. Um, and then the other file that we wanted to look at there is the bulk commission JSON file. And that is a file that's actually used by the VMware Cloud Foundation uh, software itself. And so that contains the fully qualified domain name, username, password, what kind of storage it's going to use when you initiate these hosts and what network pool we're gonna connect it to. And so we'll go through the process and use these three files to deploy additional hosts inside this lab. So we'll go back to our demo. A window to pop up. Come on. There we go. All right, so here we are back at this uh, recorded demo so you can see the whole process. Um, so we're going over from the SEC Manager dashboard page, right? So this is everything we've initially deployed. Uh, we'll go to the Hosts button here and click on Unassigned Hosts. And we see we've got no free hosts available. So we'll go back to the uh, Lab Constructor folder here and launch the VLC GUI and open this up. And we're gonna launch the script again one more time. And this time we're gonna use the expansion pack button and you can kind of see the user interface changes a little bit here. So uh, the VLC needs to know what VLAN is the management VLAN. Uh, what's that external gateway again? And then we're gonna give it the three big host JSON file that we talked about. And so that's gonna tell us how many and what size to deploy these ESXi hosts on. Then we need to know where is the ISO for uh, installing ESX. So like we talked about earlier, there is a folder that gets, ex uh, the ESXi gets extracted out of the OVA and it puts it in a folder and stores it there. So you don't have to go hunting down the specific ESXi installation. Uh, we just point it to that, fill out the password DNS and fully qualified domain name for this environment. So, and we just need to remember NTP and DNS is pointing at your Cloud Builder appliance when you do the fully automated deployment. So we give it the IP of the Cloud Builder appliance, fully qualified domain name, credentials for your lab environment again. And then we will connect to the environment. And this time I'm gonna deploy those on my Dell server instead of the HP, because that's where I've got more capacity. And we're gonna use that same distributed port group. And we're gonna go down to the Dell storage here. We'll validate everything, make sure it's ready to go and hit construct. And then from there, this is a pretty quick process for deploying additional hosts within uh, the Cloud Builder appliance. So from there, we'll expand this out and you can see it's already got these three SXI hosts. Um, stood up on top of that Dell host. We'll go down here and move the windows around a little bit so you can see them get built live. So it uploads the ESXi ISO image and configures all those ESXi hosts so that they are ready to be in, uh, joined and commissioned into the SDC management. So there, that took a total of eight minutes to deploy three new ESXi hosts nested inside the lab. So those, this is that management domain. Here I've got these new SXI hosts running on my other Dell hosts. So we'll jump up back over to the Cloud Foundation user interface and click on commission hosts. And we'll say yes to the entire checklist here because we have verified the installation. And then we're gonna use this import button to add these additional three hosts. 
So now it says here, select that JSON file. So now this is where we do the bulk commission for vSAN. And we'll click on open this and click on upload. Then we're gonna kind of select the three hosts. So I got 10, 11, and 12 in here, and we're gonna confirm the fingerprint and validate all three of them. And it only takes us a minute or two for that to complete. We'll hit next. And here we've got all three validated. Their IPs, usernames, passwords have all been tested by Cloud Foundation to make sure that they're gonna get commissioned correctly. And we'll hit the commission button. And then from there, it takes maybe five, 10 minutes for these to be commissioned. And commissioning is really just getting them registered with VMware Cloud Foundation so that you can use them to uh, deploy additional workload domains or scale out clusters, whatever you want to do inside your lab. Um, so then this jumps us back to the um, lab dashboard. So that's the end of the demo for the environment. So how are we doing on questions, Kevin? You're keeping me busy, Heath. Awesome. I think we I think we need to bring up the uh the case of uh you know who's the fastest to uh deploy this. Absolutely. And, yeah, and uh, posting your your times to the Slack channel. Friendly competition, of course. But I think exactly. I'm the winner. Kevin always thinks he's the winner. <laughs> uh so, so just a couple of uh, questions here. Uh, talking about uh, you know when you deploy vSphere with Kubernetes, I think the um, the Q and A section has those answers. Uh, but when you deploy your edge cluster for uh, for use with workload management, uh, it's going to flip a couple of uh, tasks uh, or um, settings uh, that are required in order for the vSphere with Kubernetes to be able to uh, validate from a SD manager perspective uh, and then talking about the uh, Excel or JSON uh, if you uh, use the Cloud Builder UI you could definitely use the Excel document and download it and fill it out uh, or you can use a included JSON uh, I don't think we include the uh, Excel document as of today uh, maybe that's something that we can look to do for uh, future versions so that way if they choose to do bring up directly but uh, Cloud Builder will accept either the the Excel or JSON file uh, to do bring up manually. Uh, and then there's a couple other questions about vRealize Suite uh, that were answered in Q&A here. And uh, today it is only uh, IPv4. Uh, basically we need to look at the full stack to determine if all components support IPv6 or not. Uh, so at this time we are IPv4 only. Excellent. Cool. So I only have, I can, we can go through the live lab a little bit more if we want to, but otherwise I've got just a couple more slides just to cover some common issues that we've seen. And uh, Kevin, you can feel free to chime in if there's any others that you've seen. So uh, usually when it comes inside the Slack environment or people are sending me messages, I've, a lot of the times I've seen license keys get keyed in incorrectly. Um, in the environment and just to, usually I can identify the somebody's error message and go, oh, yeah, that you might've typoed that key wrong. Um, definitely check it and try it again. Um, otherwise a few other things that have come up recently, I've seen uh, using the wrong OVA tool, the 32 bit version, not versus the 64 bit or the OVA tool got installed. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo yeah. that one. Uh, the first download for the OVA tool currently, I think it's uh, OVA tool 4.3 or 4.4. Either way, uh, the first download is for the i386 version. That one does not work. Right. Uh, there's an x64, x86 version that's on the second line. Um, just to provide the uh, the grimacing details, I I I was guilty as well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so then the other one that comes up every once in a great while is somebody downloads the OVA and stores it on an NFS share and then tries to use the VLC to uh, and points the VLC software at the NFS share to go uh, deploy the Cloud Builder appliance. And that just does not work. Why? 
Uh, I don't know that we've ever figured out why, but if you just use a direct attached disk, so C drive or direct attached ED, whatever you want to use in Windows, um, those work. But if you're just pointing it at an NFS share, it does not work for uh, deploying the VLC. So we got to make sure that everything is running on a direct drive. Um, and then the other one that comes up a lot most often is getting those prerequisites right for networking or routing, right? So I tried to cover that in as much detail as I could in the beginning for the different ways you can connect and get this all set up. Um, but the key there is really getting all that routing or networking configured and set up correctly within the environment. Uh, and then the last one here, the OVA for Cloud Builder. So you start deploying it and it just says failure on deploying the OVA for the Cloud Builder appliance. Most of the time, this is some service running on your vCenter and I've had most people just be able to reboot their vCenter and then everything just starts working magically. Um, so haven't really seen a specific problem there, but most of the time I think it's some service running in vCenter that has failed and is not running and we don't know which one it is. Yeah, so the other rebooting, thing, the rebooting other thing the vCenter clears it up. Is to make sure you use the FQDN of your vCenter when you deploy instead of the IP. Ah, Again, perfect. I will raise my hand as guilty. Nice. All right, so then, well, beyond common issues, troubleshooting, right? So everybody has errors. That's why we have a support channel, right? Um, so the best way to figure out what's gone wrong, if the error messages you're seeing on screen aren't really helping you for what's going wrong, um, take a look at the logs. And so this gives you a little bit of instruction on how to get to the logs in the command line window here. I've got uh, how to tail the log on the, the VMware Cloud Foundation uh, cloud builder appliance and get into that VCF bring up debug log. Um, so just executing that command will get you the log and you can watch your errors fly by and you can pause it and uh, learning how to tail a log in Linux is a real fun time, of course. Um, but if you need help with that, definitely post your logs. If you've got errors and you can't figure them out, post them in our VLC Slack channel and somebody uh, can help you out. And we give tips here. This I copied out of our Slack channel. Um, if you go into our Slack channel and type in who let the logs out, um, it will actually give you these instructions on what logs to look at and where within the environment. I would normally stop recording at that point, just out of, <laughs> out of spite. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's so enough. Then, <laughs> right. So then support. Okay. Everything's you know going sideways. How do I get support? Join our Slack channel. Um, we've got a lot of great people out there that have deployed this. And uh, so myself and the rest of the team here, we support it as much as we can. It's best effort. Um, but at the same time, we've got a lot of other people that are uh, valuable members of our VLC community. And they've been through some of these issues and know how to provide support as well. So uh, if you learn something, please share it and uh, help each other out as much as possible in the Slack community. It's all best effort. There is no paid support for this. This is for lab environments only. Then we get onto the good part here. Didn't Where you say do you something about stickers, stickers, Heath? Did you say stickers? Oh, there could be stickers involved. <clears throat> I'm pretty proud of the graphic I put on here, right? So... This is where you get the software bits uh, for downloading not only the VLC software bits, but also how to get to our Slack channel. Um, definitely uh, join the Slack channel after you've downloaded the bits, right? Uh, when you got questions and you will have questions, uh, definitely hit us up in Slack. We'll do our best to help you out. But uh, that's where these are the two links that you're looking for for downloading the software and getting started for putting a lab inside your environment. How are we doing on questions? I know we're running right up on the edge of time here. The, the questions have been uh, fast and furious. Again, awesome. applause to, to the, the team of crack ninjas answering all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we thank you for coming and joining us tonight uh, for the VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor. Um, 
hopefully this was beneficial and we are hoping that we get a bunch more downloads of the VLC and a whole bunch more people join the VLC Slack community after watching this presentation. Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll have this posted up uh, by, by the morning time. Um, Heath, if you want to send me the links, then I'll post those in the show notes as well so that people watching this after the fact um, can, can uh, click away on all of the things. And uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining us once again for V Brown Bag, and we'll see you again next week.